Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. In the echo of Easter and a continuing lockdown for us, we take ourselves back to the original lockdown of the disciples in the upper room, too frightened to leave because of persecution. Except one person had left, Thomas. Who knows where he went or why? Maybe he was out looking for eggs or flour or pasta like we are. But he missed the vision of Jesus among them again. And a whole story has built around that incident, thankfully. Because for us today, in our lockdown, this original lockdown story offers us a hope and an encouragement to hold us through. So let's explore together. If you have been creating your worship space, please continue to do so, adding perhaps today a set of keys representing that locked room in which the disciples had isolated themselves. But let's pause just for a moment. Holy Jesus, fresh to the world in resurrection skin, now such resurrection is Thomas's Rubicon, his moment to cross, to choose to believe. Lost relationships can be restored. That which was truly broken is now brought back together again. That which left such a cavern is now filled with love again. That which had flooded with darkness and fear now floods with light and hope again. In this place of restoration, we meet you with our doubting saint who found resurrection was not so much a proof of life restored, but a relationship renewed and in such a truth let us gather. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, the righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvellous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us pray. Loving God, Thomas is the saint who has today come of age for our age. The disciple who speaks for us into our anxieties and confusion today. O risen Jesus, we want to reach out, to touch, to know, to believe. This time, our time, can come good and we can be restored, resurrected, back into relationship. So may we pray today, honestly, shaping our time with the questions that are shaping us. 
May we pray today truthfully, placing here the conundrums of our faith. May we pray today trustingly, daring to believe what our souls see but our eyes do not. And in such a place where our honesty humbles us, our questions humanise us and our fears shape us, make this a resurrection place, a renewal place, where coming as we are, honestly, we meet you not with our theology, but with our needs. And in such a place, once more, know the love that finds us where we are, as we are. Hear us as we say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. story, though not quite as told in the Bible. Thomas wondered why he was the one who was being whispered about. They all thought he couldn't hear, but he could, perfectly. But he only needed to look at their faces, because their faces gave away as much as their whispers. He heard the word doubter. And that said in mocking tones, he's just jealous. And with shallow sympathy, oh, he understands since he wasn't there when Jesus appeared to us. But how little they knew him. Thomas wasn't jealous. Thomas was worried. He was worried he was losing something, something that was so profound to him, so essential about his world now. He was scared the foundations had been taken away and it was all going to collapse. Thomas almost laughed to himself, remembering, was it not Peter and John who had to run to the tomb because they doubted the words of Mary? That was doubt needing proof. But they aren't being whispered about. And was it not him, Thomas, who tied his colours to Jesus when he chose to return to Bethany to be with Mary and Martha on hearing they had lost Lazarus. Again he laughed with frustration because the others tried to persuade Jesus not to go. They hummed and hawed, scared more for their own lives than that of Jesus. But Thomas was the one who said, let us go and die with him. 
Not the bold Peter known as Rock. Not the zealot who said he was prepared to die for the cause. Not the sons of thunder. But him, who was now being whispered about as the doubter. Thomas was not the doubter. Thomas was the one who almost stood understood more than the others. Which made this moment hard for him. Because the one who was willing to die with Jesus wasn't there when Jesus returned. And that hurt Thomas. They didn't understand his questioning was really deep down grief. Not doubt. This wasn't about belief or questioning faith. This was about trust. So Thomas remained quiet for the rest of the week and the other disciples left him alone. The whispers came less, but he knew what they were thinking. He wanted to see the holes where the nails had been, not to prove some fact, but to trust again. To know this relationship with Jesus had been real and could go on. And just at that moment of crisis, when he thought he was going to let go, it happened again. This time for him, the ghost of God appeared once more and the vision drew everyone's breath, but Jesus almost ignored the others. The greeting was Thomas's greeting. The words were Thomas's words. And Thomas knew if he wanted, he could put his finger in the holes from the nails, but he didn't need to. It was no longer necessary. The relationship was still possible. He was right to have followed, to commit to Jesus right to the end. He felt the strength in his soul, the peace in his spirit and the truth in his heart. Death does not cut you off. Resurrection is a relationship and his relationship with Jesus had been restored. Thank goodness for Thomas. I almost breathe a sigh of relief. His resurrection experience is there in the pages of the Bible. And it's quite a testament to the congregation for whom John was writing his gospel. Out of many resurrection stories around, they chose this one to strengthen and encourage them in their context of isolation. But we know Thomas as the patron saint of doubters. But really? Tell this story with a little imagination and you find a person far from being a doubter. This is the disciple who committed to follow Jesus back to Bethany and Lazarus's sisters when the authorities were threatening all their lives. The other disciples did everything they could to prevent Jesus going back. But Thomas was the one who said, let us go and die with him if we must not the words of a doubter. So when he missed Jesus' return, he must have sunk so low. The one who said, I'll die with you, missed the one he'd die for. But this is a resurrection story. So might we hear Thomas's words before Jesus appears simply as words of loss? Might they not have been a natural reaction to a fear that everything he had become familiar with and liked and felt good about 
had just had their future destroyed. But when Jesus appears again, despite what he says about touching the wounds, Thomas doesn't. He doesn't need to. Now that it was possible, it wasn't necessary. He discovered his relationship with Jesus was still as strong this side of resurrection. And as we we faithful folk find our way through this unfamiliar world, Thomas perhaps comes into his own. Because surely we find in him the truth. Resurrection is a relationship restored. Therefore, a relationship with the future. Tombs, darkness, COVID-19, they do not break that relationship with each other, with God, or with tomorrow. That's the experience of Thomas and why the Gospel of John's isolated church found this story so important to them. This is about a relationship restored and a future possible, despite experiencing something that imagine would break the future forever. And as this story encouraged followers in past times, may it also encourage us today. Resurrection is a relationship, a relationship with the future. Let us pray. Loving God, alive in the world, may we find you among us, now, here, in all we experience. And when our senses don't make sense of what is happening, and we are worried, and we have concerns, and we live looking only to the near future, may we find you among us in a faith that dares to look further. So as we bring into this gathered community those who are grieving and hurting, those who are leading and worrying, those who are managing and those who are not, may we find you among us in compassion and strength. For among us here, we place those who are ill, families grieving, those unable to see their loved ones, those who are isolating and avoiding, who worry day to day, those at risk of abuse, of being uncared for. May we find you among us in a love that holds us all. Among us, Here, we place those who are leading us, who are managing this pandemic, from government leaders and their huge responsibility, to medics and experts and hospital workers and their risk-taking and tireless care, from community workers to shopkeepers, carers and posties, and all who are working to keep us going. Maybe find you among us, in the compassion of those who support and care for us. Among us are our own families and neighbours, those we know at risk and those we cannot visit. But they are here, they are named here in our words and prayers and concerns, named in love, for we love them. 
may we find you among us in that love greater than all things. And may we come to trust a resurrection story that dares us believe that out of crisis comes life again. The relationship with love is too strong to break and we will come to see beyond the short term and believe towards the future. So be it. Amen. Despite how we have approached the story of Thomas today, Thomas will be known continually and forever as the doubter. But here's a wee epilogue that finds belief in not believing. I do not believe love comes to an end when an ending comes. I do not believe hope is useless when we feel useless. I do not believe peace is out of touch when we cannot touch others. I do not believe belief is all about certainty and not filled with doubts. I do not believe stories are only stories, rather a way of experiencing truth. I do not believe questions are wrong, but are invitations into an adventure. I do not believe resurrection is a belief, but a relationship. And I do not believe that relationship is only for those that believe. Go in peace, my friends. Go in the truth of resurrection, that our relationship with the future does not come to an end. That which shaped us then will shape us anew. In the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the commonwealth of the Holy Spirit, be with us all, evermore. Amen. Thank you for letting us join you today. Thanks to Paul Cook, who read today. And the music was Moses Hogan's I Am Your Child, sung by St Peter's Chorale. And Be Thou My Vision was sung by Wallingford's Parish Church Choir. We meet again next week, hopefully, but also offer an invitation to a Songs of Praise on Zoom on Sunday the 26th at 6.30pm. Who knows how that will be, but it will be joyous chaos. All information will be on the website at nkchurch.org.uk, which is where we are. While the church building may be closed, the church is certainly alive in lots of different ways and in new ways. So please do subscribe to our Monday and Friday emailings and bulletins, which you can do online, and visit the church online to find out everything that's going on, because there is something happening every day of the week. So please take care, my friends. It's good to travel together. Thanks for the invitation to join you. Keep well.